Hi guys, welcome back. This is part two of episode six of the Freshman Podcast. In the previous episode, we had John tell us a rather interesting story about her life and her experiences. So, due to public demand, <laughs> we've uh, called John back. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going, John? How was your uh, last experience and? what is it that you're going to share with us this time yeah i think last time was really fun the game and the conversation and everything i did not expect the response mm-hmm. i think that uh, we got on it so i think this episode is going to be pretty much uh, to discuss why someone would come up and say a st- like tell people a story like this mm-hmm. 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 which is basically a warning like you know don't make the same mistakes that so many people make with uh cults it's funny that uh, many people still follow him and uh they turn like you mentioned in the previous episode that they turn a blind eye to whatever news or information that they get from outside so hopefully for anyone who's listening to this you have a better idea of what it is because this is a real life representation or a person who actually survived the ashram/cult and uh, has come out of that situation yeah. all brave also we're really proud of the fact that you've been completely brave into uh saying all of this yeah. and especially speaking in public i know it's not easy at all yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's uh speaking in public about it is something i've been uh debating about for the past mm-hmm. year since i've come back home mm-hmm. uh because one part of me really wanted to do it mm-hmm. but another part was like very nervous about what the consequence of that would be mm-hmm. because like all cults like scientology and so many other cults um these guys also you know go after people who uh say anything about it mm-hmm. um but i think there has you have to come to a point where you should be able to speak about it and say something about it because mm-hmm. it's really wrong what's happening with uh, you know everything that's happening in then the way they're kind of luring people into joining them and stuff yeah true true from the last episode where we left off uh we were at you telling us about how these kids were abducted have been abducted in these ashrams and left there yeah but there was an experience that you mentioned to us later on of how you got out of this whole situation yeah. where and it was your final straw yeah so pretty much so um so last episode i i talked about how i was in gujarat in the amdabad ashram mm-hmm. um so basically uh, i okay and i also mentioned how there was a parent putting uh, like filing a case against nityananda for abducting his children basically mm-hmm. um so after a lot of chaos the culmination of that was basically that um me and another person with me we were actually asked to leave the country pretty much overnight and uh, you know it was like we just got a call mm-hmm. from his assistant and we were told that you know just leave right now don't take anything with you so i mm-hmm. left with nothing just my passport my phone my charger left the premises mm-hmm. and uh, we actually uh, once we did that we we had to go out of the country and from that location go to wherever nityananda is which i still don't know because we aren't told that until you, you actually know, go you there you actually uh, you know go to the airport and you give yeah, like, a yeah. ticket or whatever yeah so we did that uh, no so we didn't do that thankfully but we uh, we were at, we were in another country hmm. um and and you you drove all the way from we uh, drove all the way to Gujarat. another country mm-hmm. uh we didn't wow. know where we were going uh whether we would meet anybody there how long we were supposed to be there nothing mm. we go there we we just have an address mm. um so we reach that address and we find like five six other people sanyasis also there okay and i was quite surprised because so were these sorry to interrupt yeah, were these yeah. the people from from bangalore or from gujarat people you had met before or new people that you had never met before no people i knew like these are people from a few from bangalore a few from gujarat okay but basically people i've like spent the past 3 mm-hmm. uh, years with mm-hmm. and uh, these people are there and i mean nobody kn- knew that these people are there mm. 
and i was pretty surprised to see them um but basically he had assembled all of us together in that place so that he could take us from that place to wherever he is so hmm. in a way he wanted you to come to him yeah he was trying to help you guys from the situation i mean If it's not help it's i'm his whole thing right now is to get all of his sanyasis and the people living with him to where he is in a safe house kind of yeah mm-hmm. just away from like he wants everyone to live around him because okay. but he wants to continue the lifestyle that he had before while right? making you guys believe that he was actually helping you right yeah 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 so and also you know it it's a weird thing that's happened but ever since he's left everybody's uh, he it's like a carrot he's dangling in front of everyone like okay if you're worthy enough if you do mm. a good enough job you can come to kailasa hmm Hmm. which is crazy and there is no kailasa even today as much as he likes to pretend like there is i'm pretty so su- pretty sure there's no kailasa like it's just wherever he's hiding you know mm-hmm. it was ecuador okay. after a while it was somewhere else i don't know where it is now but wherever he's like running from the law he calls it kailasa um and we were in this uh, place outside of the country for quite a while uh, kind of uh, waiting to be called to wherever right because he has to send us the tickets he has to tell us where to come mm-hmm. um and even there like he just does this thing where you know you work like a dog he, we actually had a meeting on i remember jan 1st mm-hmm. uh with like around 7 8 of us who were there in that house and him and he said that okay if all of you sleep only for 4 hours and work uh no what sleep only for 4 hours and then you can have like 4 hours of you know personal time to bathe eat mm-hmm. wash your clothes whatever mm-hmm. stuff you need to do and the remaining uh whatever how many hours that's 18 hours 18 hours you mm-hmm. work continuously so only if you're able that's to do that 16 actually our math is bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why i didn't say the number <laughs> <laughs> um yeah 16 hours right mm-hmm. whatever um if you continuously work for those 16 hours um and you know okay each of you tell me how long you're going to take to be able to do this so he'd ask somebody and they'd be like okay i need like two weeks to be able to kind of adjust his routine and do this so no, but what is the 16 hours of work so he'd give you tasks and you yeah. do tasks for like 16 so hours all of us like had work right we're part of a certain department we have work already allocated to us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and if not work is readily available so he would give tasks and he would think oh and he said oh all of you when you come here you're going to be part of the uh, internal home ministry of kailas or some nonsense like that and the work that he gave us was to manage the chats on the kailasa website which i have no idea what it has to do with being a home ministry but okay <laughs> oh that's like what the home ministry does <laughs> it's like an embassy yeah. that's what he wanted so you never reached uh, his place no At thankfully that, so there was a moment that something happened right before that where you said uh, yeah fuck this i'm I out of here i was kind of at this point already like fuck this but so scared like also so i mean i don't know what to do like where do you go from here i'm not even in the country that i have a passport for right mm-hmm. um now the good thing is thankfully i had my own passport with me nobody mm-hmm. took it away or it would have been really hard exactly mm-hmm. um but yeah i was just kind of like fuck this firstly the 16 hour routine was fucking me up mm-hmm. you know like 4 hours of sleep is ridiculous uh it's not that i'd never done it before in the ashram but it had mm-hmm. been a while i think for me at least right mm-hmm. uh i think all in all i was just losing my mind slowly <laughs> and um and also this fear that you know at least now you knew where you were yeah and once you go to wherever he is there was yeah. no coming back yeah. from there yeah absolutely yeah um and he was slowly calling people you know one by one like okay i'm you leave today you leave tomorrow it was happening mm-hmm. like that and my turn hadn't come yet but i really wasn't sure about what to do mm-hmm. uh, i'd been told not to uh, just to stay in touch with my mom to the extent that she feels secure about me being alive and just mm-hmm. around but do not tell you, her where you are tell her that you are in india So this is happening when you've when you're on your way to this place that he's asked you. Once I'm already there, like out of the country, I'm in another country. You're already in another I'm country. I'm already in another country, but okay. not where he is. Okay, in mm. a separate place. Yeah. Okay, okay. So like a midpoint. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um and yeah, so I'm like kind of having to put up this charade with my mom 
Mm-hmm. And so I and I'm not able to ask her for help either because I don't know who she talks to and if information reaches him somehow then I'll pretty much be kind of locked up in a room phone taken away mm. then all hope is lost What they did this to people they, they I've seen this I've seen them do, do this to like so many people Were you allowed to talk amongst each other like you said some people from Bangalore were in yeah. that Yeah um so basically I at this point right this was uh, Jan 2020 Mhm Um I was in my head I was kind of done with all of it. I had seen so much happen um since November and then over even over the past 3 years so much had been kind of building up like information mm-hmm. from here and there about this happens that happens. Mm-hmm. Um that I was like you know I'm done I don't want to be a part of this. Um and also at that point like one one of my very close friends in the ashram had gotten into an accident. uh he passed away and that also was very hard for me and i was like you know if like people are dying this is this is like getting out of hand mm-hmm. this does not happen to people like normally mm-hmm. right having to deal with so much at once mm-hmm. yeah um i just didn't want that to be my life mm. you know um so i kind of thought about it and so i reached a point where i was like okay i know i want to leave mm-hmm. but i need to figure out how mm. and um so you were at this midpoint and uh you were figuring it out you you had made a decision to leave permanently yeah. and you were figuring out how to leave right how to go about it yeah uh, i couldn't talk to anyone about it there obviously so i kind of continued with the routine the work and mm-hmm. just pretended like everything was fine mm-hmm. and i think even the slightest hint of you wanting to leave or if yeah. you were to would speak to someone some yeah exactly that's yeah that's crazy yeah um and then finally nityananda uh at this point was in touch with all of us in that place mm-hmm. uh over text and um he sent me a message saying listen your tickets are booked uh that was like a wednesday or something and he said it was done for saturday or sunday like so i was like okay now it's getting serious because once i go to wherever he is i know for a fact they take passports away over there um because people have tried running away from there also so Um I I knew once I go there like I I don't have any hope of getting out. So I immediately uh messaged one other friend of mine within mm-hmm. the ashram like another sanyasi who was also thinking of leaving. Um and he was the only person I had spoken to previously about right. all of these things. Right. And so I messaged him and I said listen can you just do something please book me a ticket from the place where I was mm-hmm. to India. I was like literally anywhere in India just get me the first ticket out. Mm. So this was Feb 13th I guess. Last year. Last year. Just, Corona just was on a high Corona. that time man. No like yeah. just before like it had just kind of it was picking up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so Shit. thankfully like yeah. imagine if airline had cancelled yeah, tickets and stuff it would have been crazy. Yeah. So it was like just in the nick of time and uh, so I got a ticket for the next day and I woke up pretended like everything was fine mm. told everyone in the house that uh, listen i have this lawyer's appointment i need to go out and they don't they're not okay with letting people go out like that in the house in the sense your colleagues yeah. the other sanyasis yeah the sanyasis like i was living with like 10 other people and they uh, they ha- ha- had absolutely no idea they have no idea yeah yeah so i just lied through my teeth Mm. And they were like have you checked have you checked with Swami ji have you asked for permission and i just said yeah 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 i've asked i've asked he's okay with it and stuff mm. so they didn't immediately verify thankfully mm-hmm. so i just got out of the house um just like you know one of those grocery bags that you get mm. the cloth grocery bags i had that with my passport and my phone and that's it and oh. some money um which also my friend had sent me so like that's it i just walked out of the house panicking i had a set of color clothes which mm-hmm. i had i don't know how but i had one set of color clothes from somewhere so, th- to, so you were basically wearing orange because uh, you're wearing orange yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um i went to the mall across the road <laughs> changed my clothes <laughs> oh wow uh, hid my dreads okay um, you had dreads as well i had long dreads like to my waist did everybody get dreads oh, yeah that was like compulsory if you remove your dreads you're like you're dead <laughs> what? what yeah you can't remove your dreads <laughs> we uh, we'll have another segment of how you grow dreads yeah. <laughs> maybe it could be good education for uh, no, my grandmother actually had a question like how do you wash your hair like how <laughs> you don't try right? you don't have to wash it right shouldn't is yeah. what the guy who did the dreads for all of us said but please, that's gross yeah exactly <laughs> my grandmother like, 
how do you <laughs> not wash your hair <laughs> yeah that was her main concern like nothing else <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you hid your dress yeah, you were wearing I, like a, a cloth i, I had a hoodie it. and i yeah i had like color clothes and then i took a cab mm-hmm. went to the airport but i mean all of this would have taken maybe 20 minutes mm. oh you were really but close to the airport then no 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 oh, uh, so i reached the airport okay, yet. so okay. i go to the mall it's been maybe 20 minutes mm-hmm. and i start getting call after call after call like frantic calls on my phone i'm like shit they know So like I don't know how they found out I guess they verified information mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. or and just the fact that someone's gone out of the place and not returned for I mean no I went out saying I'm going to meet the lawyer it's going to be a long meeting I'll be uh, back in the evening so mm-hmm. I made sure I tried to buy uh, myself uh, some uh, time okay okay but I guess they checked right yeah, um, yeah and so I left and uh yeah I'm getting calls so I deleted all my apps mm-hmm. like wherever you can mm-hmm. get calls right I deleted everything Um, you didn't pick up those calls. Didn't pick up those calls, uh, and then other, the the other friend who was helping me, who's also part of the ashram, right? He started getting calls, and they're like, "We know you helped her." I have no idea how they know these things. Creep, Max. very creepy. So he's messaging me. He's the only one I'm talking to at this point, and he's messaging me and saying, "You know, like, should they know? I'm denying everything, but they know." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I just reinstalled the app where I. Uh, through which I talked to Nityanda, um, and I just messaged him saying, "Listen, thanks for everything, <laughs> but I'm done. I'm leaving." Just so that he kind of stops bothering everybody else. Yeah. Okay. I sent that to him. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Uh, thanks. Bye. <laughs> he was like, he just pretended to be very cool about it. He's like, "Okay, it's fine. I understand. Uh, but listen, just don't don't go back to your mom. Go anywhere else. Go live outside. I'll pay for everything. Don't go back to your mom." And What? I was like, because my mom is at this point like completely against him. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he knows I know a lot. Mm-hmm. So if I also go against him and then start talking to people and stuff, it's c- crazy, right? But I, I just, I was like, yeah, whatever you want, just, just stop messaging me now. <laughs> uh, I cut. I, I was like, I was at the airport, and this is like not an airport where. Oh, uh, you need to show a ticket to go inside. You just walk. Through. You walk can in. just walk in, mm-hmm. which means they can just because I know they're going around the city looking for me, which means they can just walk in, and like grab me and take me home. Like I was mm-hmm. so scared of that. Uh, so I there's like a long line. Mine's the only flight that's operating at this moment. Uh, check-in hasn't even started. I cut to the front of the line, pretend like I'm sick, and I'm like, please, can I go ahead? <laughs> I need to just sit down. And they're like, okay, you can go. My dreads are acting up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I get through whatever check-in, security, immigration. I'm like doing everything to not run, but mm-hmm. I'm. I was really panicked at this point. I go. I went. I sat at the gate, but then I'm like, you know what? They're crazy enough to buy a ticket and come and get me. So I I like went from gate to gate, mm-hmm. just kind of because I think I still had like half an hour or forty five minutes left for my boarding to start. I went from gate to gate to make sure I'm not seen. I went mm. into the bathroom. I like I I think I just like lost my mind at that point. As and it is waiting at airports is so annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and when you it. know you are running away from something, like, where is the goddamn flight? Yeah, <laughs> but somehow nothing happened. Um, and it didn't. Nobody followed to, you. Nothing. No, no, they didn't come to the airport at mm-hmm. least. Uh, he tried to say, send me a picture of yourself, and I was What? like, why? Um, but then I realized there are like coordinates in a picture, and he was just basically trying to find me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to do that. And then I finally I deleted the app and I got onto the flight, and I got back to India. After which point I contacted my mom, got back home. Um, and I was so 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 relieved. Um, I don't know if I understood like the significance of what a close call that was then. That was actually yeah, you know yeah. f- very brave. Especially for a third yeah. person listening yeah. to it, it was a close call because yeah. if very you would have call. made a decision to stay, maybe some other things would have happened there. Yeah, I don't know if I would have gotten a chance to leave after exactly. that. Like that was it. Um, and once I got back home. I was like uh I mean that's when my mom you know I was with my mom so she would talk to me and she'd mm-hmm. be like you know you know it's a cult mm-hmm. and I didn't fully accept it at first but then I started reading more I started googling I started watching documentaries on cults mm-hmm. and if ev- it 
it was crazy every single documentary that i watched without exception i felt like they're talking about my life <laughs> i'm like this this is life at the ashram like this is no different yeah. there was not a single difference everything was exactly the same just changed like their white clothes to orange clothes that's it mhm but you you also come from a psychological background right yeah. you studied psychology what do you think about these uh, culthoods at the end of the day if every story is the same right if yeah. every cult is similar to the other cult then what is the, how how do these people manage to say brainwash the others around him yeah um him or her when when you look at how these cults operate or the kind of tactics that they use to uh, brainwash a person it's basically like you know systematically step by step breaking down a person's like sense of self mm-hmm. who you think you are uh what you think your likes or dislikes or strengths weaknesses whatever you may think about yourself they completely break that down very slowly into in the sense to kind of suit their agenda you know so they break your sense of self into think you making you think that you're worthless is that is that how it's done yeah not just worthless but rather your worth depends on the approval that you get from nityananda or and maybe oh. uh make you something they want you to be yeah. rather than being yourself rather than being yourself like continuously tell someone you're not this you're this yeah. you should behave you shouldn't behave this way you yeah. should behave this yeah. way and the person tends to believe that right yeah and if you look at any cult right the cult leader has control over every aspect of your life what you mm. wear what you eat how you speak the kind of words you use uh, what music you listen to and all of this was controlled like you you cannot do whatever you want but why from a perspective of somebody following the leader yeah. right how do you fall in how does one fall into that uh, into the trap that i will i will follow whatever he says yeah. he's the the rule he's the ruler or he's the holy one how yeah. do you how do you fall into that cage i mean see the thing is at the end of the day you've joined there willingly right mm-hmm. you've joined there looking for something mm-hmm. and you've joined there trusting this person who's telling you i've seen the other side of the veil i know how it works mm-hmm. i know how to get there i know how to get you there so just do and you know he he even says this like you don't have to trial and error and experiment and waste your life seeing what because i've already doesn't. done it i've done it i'll tell you just do what i tell you to do and you're you're set mm-hmm. um wow, and you man, do that slowly that's, that's deep i thought she was going to say drink jingle jangle and pray <laughs> pray to the gargoyle king <laughs> i wish i could say that i drank something mm-hmm. that was it but speaking of drinking were there any do you know of this uh, do you know of this thing called ayahuasca yeah so did you guys do anything similar to that no so drugs and drink alcohol or anything any uh, uh substance was completely prohibited Mm. like even devotees who are living outside like living normal lives completely ask not to not um, even uh, magic mushrooms or nothing nothing psilocybin his take on that is that yeah okay maybe it gets you to a higher state of mind temporarily but in the long term it does a lot of damage to your energies i don't know okay energies um and mm. it will not give you enlightenment it will damage your brain he used to say all sorts of things um mm. so yeah completely completely prohibited Yeah um, that's why even you would said that you know in part 1 you told us that even I didn't you drink. yeah you yeah. drink didn't drink for the longest time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um even their vegetarianism is like uh no meat no eggs obviously mm-hmm. but no mushroom because it's a fungi so it's not a plant so it's not vegetarian mm. no certain kinds of algae no yeast which means no bread of any kind no onion and garlic also no onion garlic oh. uh, green chili what the what so did you what guys do you eat, eat? uh no tomato dude no to- what yeah 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 so what do you potatoes you just eat potatoes <laughs> um basically we eat uh south indian vegetables dal okay. rice no even for dal you need some tomato right yeah, some no, chili no tomato no onion garlic so like no chili red th- chili there's no oh no green chili you can use yeah. red chili yeah it's psychotic uh, <laughs> okay so there were basically there were rules to there be followed there were crazy rules yeah Um so that's one thing. And according to him each rule had a purpose. had a purpose yeah. Had a real he would rationalize he would give you like solid amazing 
reasons for why you should or shouldn't do something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's no veri- way to verify any of this right it's all mm-hmm. just because he's saying it you trust it um so that's one right mm-hmm. secondly nutritionally low food mm-hmm. um though he likes to pretend like he doesn't do that but he really really does not provide proper nutrition not adequate adequate sleep um no proper relationships amongst each other in the sense no friendships i didn't have a single person i could confide to so you didn't have any there weren't any physical relationships that were happening on yeah. a secretive basis in the ashram oh yeah so what was allowed is obviously you can't even talk to the other gender mm-hmm. but what used to happen is yeah like lots of people ended up um talking to people having relationships with other people physical and otherwise and um of course nityanda got to know okay um and this is something that happens in a lot of cults right mm-hmm. they have this kind of a confession atmosphere where you're even if you mess up you're told okay confess publicly in front of everybody or at least in front of a bunch of people mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of they break you down in that session so in the ashram this is called a completion session so okay. you su- kind of you're supposed to like a group of people or everybody or whatever mm-hmm. and you're supposed to say okay i did this 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 explicitly say everything you have done um and then they'll kind of yell at you and abuse you until you kind of say okay yeah what i did was wrong and the only thing left that only thing that i should be focusing on is the ashram and swamiji and uh what he wants what he wants whatever yeah? yeah so it's not reformative in the sense they they don't say that okay you made a mistake don't do it next time no, and no, no. it's more like you made the mistake yeah. now you have to repent for it yeah, yeah it's and like and this is the way and it's very repent. abusive Mm-hmm. and uh nityanda in a fit of rage is very scary really i have learned so many tamil cuss words i can <laughs> that is all the tamil Wait, i know he used to he used to abuse yell i mean at a pitch i cannot even tell you like yell like super loudly and wow. call people like the dirtiest of things like he call women bitch prostitute uh, but in, in the dialect yeah or even in english word. even in okay. english if they don't understand tamil you know mm-hmm. um and very very verbally abusive these sessions would be uh and finally they kind of just completely mentally break down a person like that person will be in tears um and then they will hold this thing over them for the rest of their lives mm. it is like you know what you messed up that one time so don't even talk you know it's like that yeah you oh. have no standing anymore yeah and it's i think it's not even for the people who like are going through this for the people who are witnessing it as well is a is a yeah. warning which is why he does it publicly right not even a warning for if someone's just screaming at people like that yeah it kind of creates a sense i mean yeah warning of course but then you know you also get sick of that atmosphere like and it, what's really really fucked up is that he will make you yell at that person oh. and if you don't agree to do it then you're also fucked meaning as in like, if you suppose why aren't you saying anything okay like say oh why am i the only one who yeah, saying why are you keeping quiet you don't care that she's done this mm-hmm. why don't you yell at her and then if i don't like i'm fucked tell us one instance where uh, this happened um what do i think <laughs> uh i mean look uh, they would have like a lot of these meetings right mm-hmm. uh they would be called like adinavasi meetings like where all the residents would come and then they would say okay this department okay what happened with this project and then you know inevitably it's not move forward for some reason and then he will like freaking yell his head off and then if the person working with him in that department does not yell at him also they'd be like okay you're also complicit in this so that person it's it's survival like you yell or you're fucked you get mm-hmm. yelled at and okay. then there's this concept of prayashchitta uh where you have to like like you said like repent for what mm-hmm. you've done mm-hmm. prashtita could be your kavi gets taken away so you have to wear a white sari or whatever kavi is Ka- uh, kavi is the orange, orange cloth okay, the orange that cloth. is sanyasi wears okay. which ev- all, everyone there wears right so that gets taken away and you have to wear white which is like a huge like just a shame. as might as well put a dunce cap on your head mm. like huge oh. thing of shame mm-hmm. um or uh, say your phone is taken away for months um you have to eat only once a day Um, there are people who are physically beaten what um yeah i know like grown ass men who have been beaten and he you know again another fucked up thing he makes the kids beat them so the kids the kids but they now are growing up to be like psychopaths like him because they're grown up being taught these things yeah and, yeah, and it's about it you know yeah so okay. so when you said you can't confide in anybody so yeah. even though people 
knew these things were happening like yeah. for example you said you were at this midpoint from where you escaped yeah. so you said some pa- some people from bangalore went to the midpoint right yeah. and you went from gujarat yeah. so nobody from bangalore who was going there told you about this or once you went there nobody no. spoke amongst yeah, no. themselves absolutely or fi- forbidden from talking about it to anyone um and see it's not that people can't break the rules i have my phone somebody else has the phone we can talk to each other exactly but it's a very internalized loyalty to him that you need to have and mm. everyone there does have that's mm. why you end up being brainwashed for this many years because mm. at the end of it you it's it is cognitive dissonance right yeah. you kind of say okay end of the day he's god mm. and he he's doing this for a reason like fine maybe i'm suffering right now but it's for a reason and it's for my own good right and he also <coughs> does this thing uh this is another thing i read about uh, when i was reading about cults um where you do this alternatively withholding love and then like love bombing mm-hmm. so he will suddenly you know like this has happened to me so many times i cannot even tell you like he suddenly called me that sounds like a toxic relationship <laughs> yeah it it is <laughs> it's incredibly mm-hmm. toxic and manipulative mm. um you know so he'll call a person and he'll be like okay you know what like i understand things have been hard for you and thing but don't you understand like i'm here and i'm here for you anything you need you ask me i'll help you out um you should know that nobody in this world will have the love for you that i have for you you know these kind of things like just mm. extremely he'll make you feel like he's just there for you f- through anything mm. and then the next day you fuck up even in some small way you will publicly get yelled at like on a mic <laughs> wow except like um, two extremes it's, yeah. he's never put those things on youtube he's put everything else about himself yeah. in preaching and saying all sorts of yeah you shit. never see that side of How him how he's yeah. the ultimate god yeah. yeah yeah exactly and so you kind of end up thinking that wow i really fucked up even though you haven't mm-hmm. cuz it's like okay when he's being good to me then i've done something right how do i get back to that It's a constant thing of how do I get back to that? How do I get approval? How do oh, I get Oh, okay, okay. You know? So your entire existence just depends on his approval. his behavior towards you, his yeah. approval of you. Um and that really, you know, when you're concentrating on that so much, you're not you're not going to be th- critically thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, like critical thinking is not encouraged. I can't let you know. Um, right. And you're made to associate love and warmth just from what you get with from him. You know? you're not allowed to be your own person so you mentioned loyalty right yeah and uh, because there are obviously a lot of his of the sanyasis who were there naturally at least i would think that many people would try to go up the food chain and yeah. try to be with him yeah so were there also cases where you know jealousy and maybe lust for him yeah. insecurity was involved where people yeah. were I think uh, that's that's one of the that's one of the things that makes people tattle on each other, right? Mm-hmm. You find out about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this happening a lot um, with some of the kids a little younger than me. Okay. Um, who where they would like check each other's phones on the regular, mm-hmm. um, and if they see anything kind of uh, suspicious, they kind mm-hmm. of investigate into it. Mm-hmm. um uh, send screenshots all sorts of like shady stuff like this right basically this obsessive behavior that you know anything slightly suspicious then yeah. maybe i need to like anything get anything that will get you brownie points also, exactly right? yeah yeah so i mean i have also seen people be loyal towards each other not rat on each other i've seen that stuff too mm-hmm. that stuff also happens people do end up forming genuine friendships with each other so there was a sense of camaraderie as well yeah hmm. there is but it's fi- it's fucked up at the end of the day cuz it's like finally when it comes down to it are you going to be loyal to your friend or are you going to be loyal to him mm. i would say 90% of them choose him right uh, and also depending on how extreme the situation is the more extreme it is the more you end up feeling scared to lie to him mm-hmm. and you end up taking his side rather than your friend's side yeah um, no matter how deep your friendship is After hearing all of this he definitely seems uh the quintessential cult leader yeah. because of yeah. his tactics and everything yeah. so I'm pretty sure this now I'm actually convinced that this is a cult that is going on and he's just if whoever is a part of this is just in den- denial yeah. or completely heavy, heavy brainwashed yeah. because they don't understand the repercussions of what will happen if 
they leave him or he leaves them yeah yeah and also i think like we spoke in the previous episode if you if you are done if you are fed up and you want to come back as well one will your parents accept you will the society accept you will your like friends accept you and you know i'm better off here than going back and living that life will i ever be able to get over this so many things have happened here will i ever be able to get over this so i might as well live yeah. here and, and because he's giving me so much he's done so much for me i'll just live yeah. here instead i'll just live here yeah. yeah and also it's like uh, uh, there's this uh, thing called sunken cost fallacy Hmm? where you feel like uh, i mean it's like the reason a lot of people don't get out of toxic relationships also like say you've been with uh, an abusive boyfriend for 3 years uh, you're just going to feel like but i put in so much time and work into this relationship for me to give up on it now hmm. uh, which is the same way he also makes you feel about this like you've put in 3 years of your time in a relationship and all of your effort and you've left everything behind um, and you've come forward this much Uh, on your path to enlightenment and if you go home you're going to give up all that like that mm-hmm. it's all gone um mm. i remember once he told me if you i i had met a friend a friend had come visit me in the ashram and i met them for like half an hour and then i went back um and i remember after meeting that friend i felt i felt very odd about everything like i was like am i really doing the right thing like i had so many doubts because you suddenly talk to someone from the outside and your rational mind just kicks in right yeah um and he knows that and he came and he told me he's like you meeting your friend for 1 hour is equal to you going back in your progress by 8 months and i was like shit what have i done no way no way so this is exactly this is exactly why all the phase 3 or the final phase of a successful cult leader is to move to a place where you're cut off yeah, from the outside isolation, world isolation yeah. yeah that you don't know what's happening yeah. you're mm-hmm. just living in this uh, That's oh. another cult tactic, right? Isolation. Mm-hmm. You're completely encouraged not to talk to anybody. If you are talking to that person, it better be so that you make sure they come and join also. Like there should not be any other reason why you should talk to somebody. Like outside. you should convince them and they shouldn't be able to convince you to exactly. get out of this. Exactly. exactly. So yeah. Now what Nityananda you've mentioned this word before. Well, now what Nityananda is doing is he's trying to form his own yeah. uh, place yeah. and it's called the Kailas Kailasa. Kailasa yeah. Yeah. So basically right now what he's saying is that Kailasa is a digital nation mm-hmm. but his whole vision for what he wants it to be is that he physically wants uh some space some land an island whatever uh where he wants to get all of his devotees his um, sanyasis everybody to live there mm-hmm. um he literally has like plans laid out for like a palace that he's going to create there and stuff like that and he would tell like people on the regular like okay you know what you're going to live in my palace with me and you're going to live in my palace with me you're not going to live in my palace with me you know it's another character another <laughs> character dangle it's kind of funny because his website says it's a world with no borders but at the same time he says apply for visa and then get <laughs> yeah e visa e passport the first yeah. time he told all the sanyasis about kailasa like out publicly he called a meeting of people he felt was were very indoctrinated into the whole thing so mm-hmm. he didn't call everybody he called about maybe uh, 40 of us mm-hmm. um we were all people who are heads of certain departments and like just really into it he he he's very sure of our loyalty right and he says okay uh so this is what is going to happen and he kind of says things as if they've already happened you know what you and is going to ratify us as a nation uh we're going to get embassies all over the world wow. you guys are going to have gonna diplomatic ratify. passports and travel mm-hmm. everywhere and like he gave this like huge crazy thing and we were all like is this really going to happen um and at the time like i feel so stupid saying it now but i really believed it would it would happen and that i would be a part of something that huge but then again that is not your fault because you were you were in that mental state of mind yeah yeah so yeah. even if he said i've i've gone to the moon and back you'd believe him somehow. yeah 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 um and he you know he would tell each person like okay now come up to the mic because it was like this giant zoom call so you like come up to the mic and say what you're going to do in kailasa so like he'd be like okay i'm appointing you 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 as the external minister of kailasa oh wow, that's a big position you. because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. external ministry of affairs home yeah. affairs and everything and it sounds like a huge thing yeah. yeah i'm going to make you in charge of the home ministry i'm going to make you in charge of this that this that uh, so he was like appointing ministers in that meeting and we were all like what the fuck is happening damn um were you did you get an appointment were you appointed um, at that meeting no but later on he said he wanted me to be a part of the external ministry and he wanted me to go to embassies and talk to people and 
basically expand embassies of other worlds and talk to people other countries not other worlds sorry i'm just in a different well if tomorrow aliens were you know like came and visited us i'm pretty sure he'd want to go no tomorrow news no i tomorrow i won't even be surprised if he says that you know yeah right now i'm in mars come visit me here like a zoom bar quite simple people would believe <laughs> driving uh, driving by yeah. <laughs> a mars rover that he would spray paint gold okay so this is a fun fact he likes spray painting everything gold so it's not even real gold, <laughs> not real gold. The, dude there was just one time where all of us stayed up the whole night painting the pillars of the temple there's a real temple inside his ashram okay painting the whole fucking temple gold dude my whole all my clothes were gold after <laughs> <laughs> oh that, that's crazy wow yeah. and this gold thing actually reminds me um so you know there's this thing in psychology called a narcissistic personality disorder yeah. right uh where a person has a very grandiose sense of self yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yeah he fits that like textbook like check 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 everything mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's not an easy disorder to diagnose nor do a lot of people get diagnosed with it mm-hmm. but he would fit in like so perfect is this close to psychopathy psychopathy i mean psychopathy is another um personality disorder mm-hmm. um this is yeah but many of them share characteristics mm-hmm. so one thing with narcissistic personality disorders that they tend to be very impulsive mm-hmm. and take a lot of risks especially especially like sexually and stuff which you see with him mm. okay he knows that if he did not continue to do the stuff he would get away with everything he's done in the past and move forward and he would still build like a huge empire he can do that yeah he's smart enough because you said he's very yeah. intelligent he's and very intelligent and he's built enough yeah till now right so and to be just able to convince so many people do that also requires so much confidence in yeah. yourself all, yeah. as well which is yeah. what npd is right it's a mm-hmm. overinflated self sense of yourself which comes off as confidence but it's something so much more what would you describe uh, this uh, personality as is it a disorder or is it something which you develop as in when you grow So a personality disorder is something that you have uh from when you're young. It of course develops slowly and you can't really diagnose it for a young person. So are you born with it? We don't know yet how it happens. Okay. So it, it's a Perfect. mixture of genetic plus um you know your environment you are bringing lots of things. Mm-hmm. Uh which is why you don't diagnose a child with it because mm-hmm. a child's personality is not set. Right. Uh but in adults yeah and it is something that has a lifetime prognosis which means that there's no there's no cure it's not going to go away it's going to be there for the rest either. of your life all a person with uh, any of these personality disorders can do is go to a therapist and consciously put in a lot of effort to uh, change their lifestyle and the way they interact with people and stuff i mean the first step would be accepting that you have it accepting that you have it which yeah. of course a lot of these people don't accept they won't yeah. accept yeah. Yeah. there's also one of i think this also belongs to the checklist is that they don't show any emotions or remorse because they don't know yeah, how, how to feel yeah. sad yeah, yeah. so yeah. they just if something happens with you right right yeah. now and if i'm psychopathic in nature i will yeah. just mimic your emotion yeah. but internally i don't feel that no empathy basically exactly no yeah. empathy at all yeah so um and another thing with narcissistic personality is that they have a uh, very they they're very manipulative extremely extremely mm. manipulative which also you see with them mm-hmm. um they have very grandiose fantasies regarding like power beauty and success all of which he has uh mm-hmm. he's very obsessed with how he looks and how people perceive true, him true. Mm. um like you know now he's growing old slowly yeah um and in his satsangs uh if you actually watch the pictures they publish after the satsang is over is a younger version they kind of photoshop a little bit mm-hmm, they purposely mm-hmm. put this yellow light on him so he glows mm-hmm, um they like kind of put like black out his hair to cover mm-hmm. like the gray bits and these are all things that he's told people to do specifically yeah 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 and they do it without question because they, there of is course, sanyasis do it without, yeah um wow sorry one more question yeah <laughs> what about the dreads like you came back and <laughs> you're like yeah they i'm done with so this it was so difficult to remove i cannot tell you and i lost so much hair like if i will show you a picture after this of my hair after right after i remove my dreads there's barely any like it's so difficult to remove so wow. over there so nityananda's theory about dreads is that if you have uh, according to him in our shastras 
mm-hmm. there are uh, you're told to have dreads mm. because apparently the weight of the dread pulling down on all those points on your scalp activates those parts of your brain which is bullshit <laughs> that's not how it works there's like a thick skull between your scalp and your brain which he does not acknowledge um so that's why he tells people to get dreads but it's honestly just branding um and it's yeah it's just identification of uh, the fact that you are a part of the physical identification yeah. also yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. um so it's most basically it's all fake mostly most people you see with those long dreads it's all fake hair that you just uh, not into we'll your oh. real hair so my dreads were like about this much was real hair and then like that much was fake hair so that's just extensions yeah Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what about Bob Marley then? This <laughs> was like I'm sure his warrior. His warrior. Yeah. yeah. His warrior. So all the rest of the But then there's like you know you need to have dreads like up to your knees and up to your feet and stuff which is That's crazy. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Wow man. <laughs> so we had thought of uh, ending this episode on a on a shorter note as compared to the previous episode but clearly this conversation <laughs> is way too interesting for us and uh, part 3 guys part 3 guys <laughs> <laughs> but uh, jokes aside anyone listening to this who's thinking of joining any sort of religious god man self renowned religious god man or they want to address this sort of information of cult hold and everything to somebody else what would you tell them in a single sentence um just just don't keep your critical thinking aside at any point of time ever you know mm-hmm. explore your options listen to spiritual teachings like there's nothing wrong with any of that mm-hmm. but always keep your head about you like you know do mm-hmm. not ever give that up i think that's just always the first step in falling for these things okay. when you give that up Great. So, however down and out you are, and you're even looking for that one instance of hope, and somebody comes and tells you, you can obviously go ahead with it, but do not uh, always be skeptical. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. always be critical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About whatever they say, yeah. don't just don't go on blind faith. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. So. Uh, This brings us to two. the end of part 2. Yeah. I'm actually really sad. I'm <laughs> I'm having to cut it here. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of interesting topics were uh, mentioned. I think with every in incident this. we can break it down into so many things like Exactly. Like you know, look at his behavior, look at the cult's behavior as a whole and you know, look at the sanyasi's behavior. It's it's so much that we can look into exactly we we just cannot possibly fit this in just whatever time it's showing so with much grief and sadness like i feel sad right now but i say that we'll have to cut this episode now yeah maybe we can call you on a later episode but yeah. also it was jolly brave and i think we're really proud of you again i'm mentioning yeah. it of uh, actually speaking out loud and explaining this entire scenario to us yeah and i'm sure the people who are also listening get an idea of how to go about things yeah. i'm i'm really really glad i did it um yeah. and i hope whoever is listening to this like learn something out of it that would be the only reason to and i think we never clapped for john, john so i think we should really clap for john really clap for john no but really thank you so much for coming and talking to us we i mean before we decided to call we knew it would be interesting but man like this is just really yeah like, blew up our expectations yeah exactly yeah so my final question since yeah. we ask only questions here <laughs> is now that you've left this cult right yeah. how does it feel to join a new cult which is the fresh buns <laughs> cult i think as a cult i'm very happy to be yes <laughs> <laughs> convince one person yeah, one, one person. person good job <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the game we played today yeah, we didn't even talk about the game <laughs> yeah. we forgot but, uh, <laughs> like fuck the game we just talk about this <laughs> yeah so this game is called uh, a plague tale innocence it's set in uh, the period during the bubonic plague and you play as this girl called amicia who's trying to help her brother escape 
evil basically i don't want to get in too much into detail of the game but you can see the gameplay john has re- played the game really well actually really well actually yeah <laughs> you're not going to think that for the first 30 minutes <laughs> but yeah so thank you again john for coming and, and uh, thank you all for listening and please let us know your comments and lot of you all actually message us and tell us feel free to comment so there can be a discussion on the page as well so yeah we are yes. just i mean it's just the first few episodes and we are still coming up but please we would really like it if you subscribe to our youtube channel and if you follow our instagram page and also listen to us on spotify man whenever you are driving your car and you want to just listen to something funny or about cults and <laughs> honestly there. guys <laughs> if you guys have read about something or you know you watch something and you wa- you want to discuss it with us or you want us to discuss it on the podcast just feel free to message us about anything anything exactly. at all exactly. i mean you've seen our posts we we're just <laughs> like fun people just putting up <laughs> clickbait posts <laughs> <laughs> Not all clickbait, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay did answer our poll. <laughs> yeah. So, so thanks for listening, guys. And uh, over we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye. Rest now. You're safe. They'll never come looking for you here. You're soaking. There are clothes you can change into upstairs, in a chest in the bedroom. Ah, uh, are you sure? Thank you. That's better. What about you? We have to go and find Mummy Amicia. Not yet. She told us to find Laurentius. That's silly. We're going to get caught. You go. We're going to do what she told us. And-